This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. And welcome to the Three Lions podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England football supporters podcast. I hope I find you well. The countdown to Christmas is well on. And uh, coupled with that, as you well know, there is a World Cup taking place and England have a game against Senegal on the horizon. The preview to that can be found at your podcast provider of choice or, of course, threelionspodcast.com. Quick fact for you before we get on with this episode. The last time England's senior men played a game in December was 1995. It was a friendly against Portugal, which ended 1-1. Steve Stone scoring for England. There you go. Go find it on YouTube. Anyway, as I promised, I've got an episode here with a couple of England fans who have been in Qatar watching England of late and having a jolly good time doing it. Both of these guys have previously helped me with their memories of previous World Cups they attended in the past for a World Cup series. So let's hear about this one. Welcome back to Glyn Davis and Howard Taylor. Hi, guys. Hi, Russell. Hi, Russell. You well? Uh, well, Yeah, very well, very well. You've got us both looking at each other perplexed, thinking, did we really play in December against Portugal? Do you remember that one? uh, I don't, actually. No, me neither. Didn't go. I mean, it was quite a while ago, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, and we're we're just young ones, you know. I know the feeling. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, no, I mean, thanks for 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 giving us a call on this, Russell. Um, I know you want to hear a bit more about what it's like out here and everything. So I thought maybe the first thing we could do is to just say we actually came out to Qatar originally when England played Brazil for that friendly. Um, oh yeah, or so years ago, and um, we kind of discovered then there was not much more to do other than build sandcastles. And say, oh, look, there's another camel. Um, uh-huh. So for this trip, we, we've done it. Um, I think there's quite a few England done it like this, but we've, we've done it slightly different than normally where we would base ourselves in the country of the tournament. We, we've actually gone the other way. We're we're based over in the UAE in um, sort of Dubai, Qatar. At the moment, believe it or not, we're in Sharjah, which is a dry state, which uh, we're not staying there very long. What's um, it's uh, well, there's seven emirates in the UAE and the United Arab Emirates, and right. Dubai is one of them, but Sharjah's another. Okay. Um, we we wanted to just um, test it all out um, and see what the the different emirates were like. So we've been to another one called Ajman, um, but yeah, so we we booked all this up. God, we actually booked the flights, didn't we? Al, before they'd even done the draw. Yeah, and we we managed to get them at a really good cost. I mean, we got a return flight um, via Bahrain. Uh, and the flight coming back is changeable, and it was three hundred and thirty-six pound, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, so something really? like that. Yeah, yeah so um, very cheap. Um, but I uh, just got a, a quick uh, note on this hotel in Sharjah. When we turned up last night, there were signs everywhere: "Do not bring any food or drink into the hotel." So I couldn't put the bag I had in my hand down in case the, the lagers would chunk on the floor. And uh, so, and then we've met, we've had to hide the bottles in the back of a cupboard in case the cleaner finds them this morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you're gonna have to drink them. Drink them quickly. Yeah. 
Well, the funny thing is, I, I went down to the bin bit outside this morning just to uh, get rid of one of them, and there was a big empty box of Heineken in there. So I, I think there might be some other English staying in the hotel as well tonight. So. Yeah, England are in town. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, no, I mean we we've had a great time to be honest. We 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 love to whenever we go away, not just the football and all of those experiences. We like to take in other things as well. And um, so that's why we decided to base ourselves here. Um, we've had quite a bit of luck while we've been here, actually, because it turns out that um, England cricket were playing down the road in Abu Dhabi. So uh, we shot down there to see them playing like a warm up uh, game. It was England versus England Lions. So the good news is that we, we were winning and losing at the same time. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, the game. Uh... Is this the game where they're supposed to be playing Pakistan and it's been delayed because they're ill? They're playing right now, Russell, actually, and um, ah. they got a pretty good start. But it was the warm-up game for the Pakistani uh, match. But um, Jofra Archer, we got to see him bowl. First time he's bowled for ages, coming back from injury, which is quite neat. Oh, right. And um, Ben Stokes was in the nets. We tried to talk to him, but he completely blanked us. But then again, <laughs> I suppose he's doing his job and we're just on the lash. I, I think <laughs> if Howard had his Flintstones costume on, Ben Stokes might have spent a bit longer talking to us, actually. Uh, the Flintstones obviously is a reference to uh, the 2012 um, Euros, wasn't it, where you guys dressed up and, and went around Ukraine? Yeah, Superman and Fred Flintstone. Yeah, uh, I can right. confirm that Fred is in my suitcase. Um, not yet decided whether he's going to come out and uh, be worn, but I have brought him with me, you know, because uh, for nostalgic reasons only. How many times? For the weather out here. Yeah. How many times has that been through the dry cleaners, the Flintstones outfit? I'm ashamed to say I've never washed it because it's such oh. a quality material. <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced if it went in the washing machine, it would never come out again. Uh, well, the thing is with World Cups there or big tournaments, people do like to dress up, especially on watching it on the uh, on the telly, and you do see various sort of costumes worn in the stands. It's a very different sort of atmosphere to sort of regular qualifying games and that sort of thing. So let's let's talk about England. Like the, the first first game was Iran. How did you go about getting there? So um, you have to have what's called a hire card, um, H-Y-Y-A or something like that, um, card in order to get in and out of Qatar. And um, you have to have accommodation there to get a card where you can go backwards and forwards. Mm. So we booked one night in the container sheds, which we'll tell you a bit more about in a minute, um, in order to give us access to that card. But then what we did was we just flew in and out on a day shuttle for the Iran game. Right. Yeah, the, the Iran game was was a lot easier for us because it was an earlier kickoff. Um, so uh, the time difference in Qatar is three hours. Yeah. Uh, it's four hours in Dubai. So the, the game kicked off four o'clock. So it gave us time to get in and out on the same day. Um, it was much more challenging with the last two games where the kickoffs were 10 o'clock over here. So it was obviously much more difficult to get a flight after yeah. the game. The, the ironic thing, mate, is because it was so early, we didn't have a chance to have a drink beforehand. Um, we, we, we uh, I think, got one, maybe two pints before, one at H. Yeah. And we went up to the ground. So it's the soberest I've been watching England for years. <laughs> and I managed to trip over on the way in, completely <laughs> smashed myself up. I had to go and see a medic to have really? plaster put on. Yeah, I've got, I've got bruising of my ribs and everything. Um, so, uh, but I remember the game now, which I don't normally do that well. But um, yeah, it was the soberest I've been, and it's the worst accident I've had in the ground ever. 
But uh, they I mean, the after you, though. We were we were yeah. up behind the goal. The view's really good. Right. Yeah, all the stadiums have been uh, really good. And obviously in that first game, you know, to, to see England perform like that. I mean, Bellingham was as graceful as a swan in midfield. And, yeah. you know, you know, it was, it was just really good to to watch. Yeah, me, me and Howard are in, um, on that game, we're both in the same camp, but we're actually in slightly different camps on um, the view to Gareth Southgate. Um, I think to say you're, you're happier with a more professional performances, aren't you, mate? Well, I mean, uh, it's fair to say there's, there's been a bit of criticism about how slow our play's been. and But, you know, you've just got to look at the fact that in three games, we've scored nine goals, had two clean sheets. We've topped our group. The, the You know, the objective was to get through the group as group winners. And we've done that um, quite comfortably. And I think that he, he set his stall out against America just to make sure he got at least a point. Um, because had we lost that game, it might have been a completely different story. Yeah, whereas I'm more of the opinion of... I think we've got some a really good flat a flair attacking players, and I think we're better going forward than we are trying to defend. And um, I, I'm more concerned about as we get later into the tournament. I don't think we can get away with just constantly playing these square balls across the back four, trying to tire out the opposition. I, th- I think we need to get them more on the back foot. Um, although it's very difficult to argue with the stats that Howard's just given you. Yeah. Um, I must admit, I I can see both sides of that, but I am leaning towards Howard's way of thinking. Um, we're through the group, we topped it, job done. Now it's time to uh, maybe now it's time to implement Glenn's idea. Yeah, and you've got to say that if you look individually at the French forward line, they're probably better than our forward line, and they haven't scored as many goals as we have. I mean, you could argue, of course, they changed their team quite significantly for the last match, but we've outscored everybody. You know, and uh, so it's it's easy to say, oh yeah, we're too negative. But you know, in because our defence is fairly suspect, I think we need to deprive the opposition of the ball the majority of the match to have a chance to win. Otherwise, if we are too open, I think that we're going to just concede goals left, right, and centre. I mean, I I think from my side, not me semantics. I, I'm not trying to say we're too negative. I just wish we would be a bit more positive if that makes sense. You know, I'm not saying I want to have all the the defensive line mobbing forward and, you know, Harry Maguire stood next to Harry Kane all game. Um, But I do want, I mean, for example, when we bring on Grealish, I think he's a lot more attack minded um, for us. And, you know, when he came on for Sterling in that US game, within two minutes, he'd, he'd attacked more times and put the US under more concern and pressure than I think Sterling did all game because I don't think Sterling is being that attack minded in this game. But it may just be what the manager wants him to do. Not meaning to pick on Sterling because yeah, that's no, normally I, Howard's raising. Yeah, I normally do. <laughs> also, it's fair to say also that the fact that Grealish can do that is because the defence has been running around trying to, you know, sort of uh, uh, match our, our movement in the first half. So they're tired by the time Greenish comes on and it, it can be more effective in that yeah, way. Yeah, those those fresh legs. Yeah, I, I get that. I, going back to the Iran game, what I did like is the um, unselfish way the ball was played squarely to, to Grealish to get his goal. Yeah. Um, you know, very much like, right, the more goals we can get, the better and all of that. You know, it was a very professional performance by the lads. So, um, and, and obviously a very enjoyable outcome because... It did take the pressure off that Welsh game because we we knew we weren't going to lose four nil. Yeah. So yeah. We, we knew that we had qualified. Then it was like, okay, how is it going to be? 
Um, you know, are we going to be top or second? And um, that was a lot more refreshing experience than, for example, in Brazil, when we went into the last game, knowing we hadn't really qualified. Yeah. Very true, yeah. Ah, oh, well, no, it's... Uh... No, it's, we're top of the group. We're through. We can relax a little bit now and and await Senegal. We'll we'll talk about Senegal in a moment. But come on, let's let's get back to your your journey, your excitement. What what else have you been up to? Take us on a uh, take us on that journey. Well, you know everyone's staying on um, cruise ships in Qatar. Supposedly, um, yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, they. I mean, they look amazing and everything. And us being us, we thought, well. Let's have a little look around and see if we can trump this. And um, we discovered the QE2 is in Dubai. Really? So, yeah. So we've uh, we stayed on the QE2 for four nights. That the first of which was an absolute delight because I, I got on there and then sat with um, my other mate Dave. We sat in the bar while Howard and our other mate Green were going backwards and forwards with suitcases. So we, we got the uh, <laughs> we got the lazy seats, um, but we were in there with a load of um, Arabians and Saudis. And uh, watch the Saudi Arabia versus Argentina game. Oh, wow. And that, that was uh, quite some um, experience. So don't let anyone believe that Saudi Arabians can't drink. Because I tell you, there was a few in that bar <laughs> drinking um, in Dubai. But it was that was awesome. When the whistle went there, you know, the, they were uh, going crazy. That, that was quite some experience, wasn't it, mate? And eating yeah. dinner on the deck that night. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt like I was an extra in Titanic before it sunk. It was like... <laughs> So ornate, and the service was amazing, and it was just a beautiful outlook. Uh, yeah, it was quite an experience to be on there, especially the year that uh, Her Majesty died as well. It's quite poignant, really. What's it like the QE2 then? I mean, it's I'm trying to picture it. It's, it's not a massive liner like you see, like the cruise ships that are docked in um, the Qatari harbour, but it, it's it's no small boat either, is it? No, so I mean the. I mean, I only realised this actually once I was on the boat. You sort of think of all of these large boats as cruise ships, loads of th- different things to do. And I think some of the cruise boats in Qatar, our mates have been on, they've even had bumper car areas and <laughs> slides and everything. Um, the QE2 is a functional liner. It's basically built to get you across the Atlantic as quickly as possible. I think the quickest was like three days and a few hours. Um, so it's it hasn't got those kind of... It hasn't got a large swimming pool. It hasn't got some fun water slides. It certainly hasn't got bumper cars, but it has got ornate dining rooms. And it's the ultimate in luxury, mate. I mean, our room, I couldn't imagine a room being that big on a boat, really. No, it was massive. It was massive. Yeah. And um, the guys out in um, in Qatar, I think they're paying 180 quid or something a night. And we, we stayed on the QE2 for less than 60 pounds, mate. So uh, Really? I, I didn't want to ask how much you'd spent on it, but I was... I'm thinking, naturally assuming, it'd be a hell of a lot more than that. Yeah, I mean, there's there's certain people back home who think people who come to these tournaments are elitists and, you know, just out to eat prawn sandwiches and, and, all, and that we're hypocrites of football. Whereas in reality, you know, we've spent the last two years saving up for this. Of course. Uh, putting a couple of hundred quid aside every month. We've We've booked everything as far in advance as we could. Um, taking advantage of certain holiday sites that allow last minute cancellations for free to ha- like book all different eventualities. As Howard said, I mean, our flight out here is probably cheaper than um, a, a couple of return flights to Tenerife for a game. Yeah. Um, or know, the Malta so, game coming up next year. Yeah. Well, we, we got in on that one. Um, as soon as it came out, we got in nice and early. So, uh, but we are staying out there. Um, 
that time we're taking our other halves so I guess we should put a little mention in for him because they'll get to hear <laughs> so Howard's other half is um yeah Asandra she'll be coming with me and my other half is Jenny she'll be coming as well so uh but don't let them know they think that we're taking them on a romantic trip but there's a football game while we're out there obviously Russell I know yeah I'm fully aware of that one I'll uh I'll have to maybe consider taking mine <laughs> but we've got we've got other stuff we're, we're actually shortly going on to stay in Oman and there we're paying something like £25 a night really? um, for our accommodation. Yeah, because you, you shop around and everything. Of course, you know what yeah. I mean? it's, it's really good advice for any sort of maybe new England fans to the scene, how to actually sort of plan a, a tournament um, is to sort of, as you say, shop early, look around. Yeah, I mean, we, we managed to get return flights from Abu Dhabi to Oman for £11 a flight. Uh, which is ridiculous, but we are taking luggage, and that's ninety five quid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the luggage was split between us anyway, so it's still it's a very very cheap flight. Um, so uh, yeah, well worth it. Yeah, and then then you just look around for drinks promotions. So like when we're on the QE two, they have like um, four till eight is um, half price happy hour. So instead of twelve quid a, a pint, it was six quid. And then um, just sort of like nod and a wink to the barman who decides, okay, your happy hour uh, can continue all night, provided you order them now. So, right. What was the order? 25 beers? Yeah, it? yeah, we did. Yeah. At one minute to eight, we put an order in for 25 lagers, um, which was uh, quite a large round, really. Yeah. But they don't pour them, they keep them behind the bar and they just like, you're ready it's brilliant yeah. and um, uh, but yeah it's working through it in that way you know and um keeping an eye on the budget the whole time yeah uh but uh it, it's worth it just to be here for the football and I mean, sometimes you have to take a little bit of a gamble mate you know um particularly i mean anyone who hasn't got a lot of caps at the moment who's listening to this you know still take the gamble on getting the flight to the games early um even before you know you've got your tickets Sometimes you'll be successful, other times you won't. Um, you know, we've all had our time on waiting lists over the years or sat in a bar watching the game on TV. Um, but being away with your mates and having a great time supporting the country, um, you know, proud Englishman abroad, basically. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful hobby, mate. Wonderful. Yeah, oh, I know. No, too right. I know too well. Um, now, I saw a couple of pictures on Facebook. Um, you were Where you've been in Dubai... You went up the Burj Khalifa, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Well, there's actually actually a story on that. So um, we we turned up at the Burj. I think it was Saturday we turned up, didn't we? Sunday. Sunday. We turned up at Sunday. um, We were were booked on the 4.30 lift, but we got there at like a minute past five. We thought they'll they'll let us off half an hour. It's pretty hard to park up there, right? And uh, in we go and we, we put the ticket in. It says, oh, you're late. You'll have to receive reception. And we thought, God, this is a bit efficient of them. Like 30 <laughs> minutes late and they won't let us in. And then we go to reception and uh, our mate Greener, who booked the tickets, had obviously done it in a bit of a drunken state. And we weren't 30 minutes late. We were 24 hours and 30 minutes late. <laughs> so uh, he had to do a lot of groveling with them online and everything. Um, but they let us have the tickets in the end. And then... The, the lift is so fast, isn't it, mate? Yeah, we went we went the following day in the end on the Monday, so we were 48 hours after the, the um, time on our ticket, which is quite... That's quite a long time to get to the top, though, 48 hours. You said it was yeah, a quick lift. It is a long way up, though. Mate, if we'd been going up the stairs, it would have taken us yeah. 48 hours to get that high. What is it? It's the tallest building in the world at about half a mile tall, isn't it? 
That's correct. Yeah, yeah. That's to the very top. But they, you, you can only get to the 124th. I say only 124th, 125 um, uh, floor. But they've got an area where you can be outside, which is quite nice. Um, but yeah, the views are. And we 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 booked it um, on the advice of Gemma, who's been a diamond for us, who lives out here. Who said if you get like four thirty five o'clock, you can get up there when it's light, and the sunset will happen while you're up there. Oh, so nice. you, you get the best of both. You know, you you get you get it in light, you get it at night, and you get the sunset as well. It was, it was amazing. So yeah. how long does it take to get up there up there in the lift? It's pretty quick, mate. It's like just over a minute. Yeah, really? yeah. It is pop. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twice, so it's uh, it's it is worth getting up there because then in the distance you can see like the palm, which is where they've built these sand islands that's in the shape of a palm tree and stuff like that. And, yeah, and there's other islands and they're called the world. Yeah, and you could just about make out the QE too. But I mean, we we me and Glenn have both uh, actually got a claim to fame now. We've been to the toilet at the highest toilet in the world. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it doesn't come out any quicker, I have to say. So. <laughs> Like not well, with gravity. When we flush it, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's that that was stunning, wasn't it? And then um we we're off to the horses tonight, aren't we? Yeah, horse racing tonight. Um and uh but apparently you can't bet. So um uh, the general admission price to get into the horse racing tonight is fifty pence. Um but if you want the VIP package where you can drink it's something like ninety quid. So um horse I'll, I'll racing. Let you horse racing yeah. is really big out there, isn't it? Yeah, but no gambling. You're not allowed to gamble. Right. So what what I'm not I'm not a big horse racing fan anyway, but what's what's the excitement without the gambling? Um I'm, I'm, well, you can't drink in charger, shall we put it that way? So we'll we'll find a way. I've, I think a couple of the betting apps work out. Ah. Or, or we'll just put all the names in a hat and draw one out each so we can shout a horse's name a out. Fiver in between, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And then uh, tomorrow night we're going to the Dubai Rugby Sevens, uh, which is really big out here. And uh, it's not just rugby; they do other sports as well, don't they, Glenn? Yeah, yeah. It's a massive like sports complex, and like there's loads of games going on. So we've got that, and and through a, a kind friend, they've actually um, helped us get into that. So that that should be quite a good laugh, I think. Yeah. And we, I do have to mention one other sport that um, that half of the people on this call have been to while we're out here which um, there was, there's a golf tournament was taking place, you know, with the likes of Rory McIlroy and everything. Yeah. And um, Howard came through to me at home and he's like, hey, Glenn, the golf's on. Do you want to sort us some tickets? I was like, yeah, all right. Where are they? He said, Ticketmaster. So, uh, sorry, other ticket sites are available, I should say. Um, and uh, so I went on there and on the banner, there it is, Dubai Golf Classic. So I click on it. Up it comes. Tickets free. Brilliant ordered four no i didn't order eight didn't i in case there were others out here and um so out here we all got up excited going to the last day and um i jump in a cab with a couple of the other lads and uh, head off out there how was a bit further behind because he likes his bed a bit longer and um when we got there turned out that i'd clicked on the wrong golf tournament there's also a dubai <sighs> tournament in january 2023 so um, unlike Green, we got the wrong day. I got the wrong year. Uh, <laughs> and the wrong, wrong course. And well. the wrong course, yeah. So I got everything wrong I possibly could. Um, but, but by really good fortune, um, a lady that Howard just mentioned, Gemma, who's out here, um, she heard about this and, and uh, did have some tickets. So she was able to get some of us into the Gulf um, and not all of us. So Not me, though, Russell. And oh. bear in mind, 
my idea to go and I'd sourced where you could get the tickets for free. And um, we didn't go. Let me tell you, I was not in a good mood that day. Yeah. I can well imagine. <laughs> yeah, there was one downside in his plans is that whilst he'd sourced where to get the tickets, he used me to get them. So I, I think going forward, he's going to be getting the tickets himself. <laughs> anyway, I'd like to officially say to the nation, sorry, Howard. Accepted. Uh top stuff so let's let's go back to the world cup i heard you had a uh, or you mentioned earlier an experience with the accommodation um the uh was it the the um containers yeah i mean when you turn up there i mean it's what i would imagine it's like to be um an eastern european turning up in calais really yeah it's like an open it's, it's, it's like a refugee camp, it really is. I mean, there's lots of people just like milling around and, you know, unsavoury looking types and that. And I, I got there and I thought, as my life come to this, you know, that, that I am I'm walking around a, a load of shipping containers trying to find my one. You know, I mean, God, what have I done to, to actually end up here? Yeah, we we, uh, we turn up at the... So your one and Dave's was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, but me, me and Green are going to mine and um, they hadn't bothered to clean it. Um, the, oh. the, the person who'd been sleeping in it beforehand had got his duvet all over the floor and uh, so we had to swap containers. But, I mean, we say shipping container. It's, actually, it's like staying in a caravan, but it's pretty big room, really, isn't it? It's not too bad. But bizarrely, Russell, the, the best shower we've had in any of the accommodation we stayed at, and we're in a, at the moment, we're in a supposedly five-star hotel in Sharjah. The best shower I've had is in that shipping container. The shower was amazing. Really? Yeah. I, do you know, I always class a, uh, a good stay on somewhere by the quality of the shower, I have to be honest. Yeah, and our, our mate Dave, who's out here, is a plumber. And, um, yeah, he was grading it, and he, he gave it top mark. <laughs> yeah, so. absolutely. But, it's, I mean, it is... Um, it's very convenient, wasn't it, for transport, the game, yeah. and it did what it said on the tin. It's a Ron seal, basically. It did what it said on the tin. It was nice and close to the airport, so the transfer was far, and you got like a 10-minute walk to the Metro, and that's actually where the shuttle buses went to the ground we played at against Wales as well, as we didn't know that at the time. Um, but, yeah, in terms of the organisation, though, Russell, I've got to say that when you leave the ground – they sort of like herd you all in one direction and you do walk for a long, long way, but it's kind of seamless. You just carry on walking and then you, you get on to be at the shuttle buses or the, the metros and, and you don't have to wait. I mean, it's just, you continually walking the whole time, but, yeah. but there's no waiting at all. And the, the amount of volunteers um, with their sort of massive hands pointing left or right yeah. is, is an enormous amount of people that are involved in this. And I like hats off to the Qatarians. I think mean, they, they have organized it very well, other than the, the, uh, they had a bit of a, a hiccup on the tickets, I think, of the first England game. Yeah, I heard but, about that. It's not not like a um, a waiting at Wembley when you're coming out there on Wembley Way and after everyone stops. Then, yeah, nothing like that. Although that. they do use red and go, red and green stop and start signs, yeah. but very rarely, very rarely. Yeah. Um, but the the shameful thing for us with England topping the group, the the ground that we're at. Is it's ten o'clock in the evening kickoff, so it doesn't finish till midnight, and it's just about the furthest ground out, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, we, we've really got bad luck in terms of that. In terms of, I mean, for the fans out here, I'm sure you know in, the fans at home were thinking, "Oh, great, we've got Senegal. It could have been Holland." We were thinking, oh, "I hope it's going to be Holland and we're runners up because the the games would be earlier during the day, which is easier for us to get." you know, away from afterwards. And also we wouldn't be going back to the same stadium. We're in the same stadium now all the way through to the final, I think, if we get that. Final's far. different, isn't it? Yeah, the final's a new sale. Yeah. 
So we'd have been to the same stadium if we get that far four times. Touch wood, of course, like we're, we're not assuming we're there. And I'm not, not going to. I'm not unhappy if we do make it to the final. I'd rather go to that stadium four times, but it would have been nice to go to other stadiums if we could. What, what's yeah. good, Dad? There's a few WhatsApp groups been set up, mate, and like people sharing about where's good to go and drinks promotions and that. And there, there's um, one bar that we went to before the last game, uh, before the Wales game, uh, called the Red Lion. Oh, I've heard which, about that. Yeah, it, sa- it sounds a wonderfully English pub name, but um, when you turn up outside, it's basically a hotel and you go up to the second floor. But inside, it's a bit like a sports bar, isn't it? And it's yeah, um, yeah they had live entertainment. The, the service was amazing for the amount of people that were there. You know, you didn't have to wait too long for your drinks when you ordered them, and uh, they they got it right all the time as yeah. well, didn't they? Which yeah. was amazing because on our table at one point we had about I don't know twenty odd people around it, but they, they knew exactly who ordered what, and uh, it was it was quite incredible, really. Yeah, and it was a good sing along, wasn't it? Cause, like yeah. the, the band that was playing was doing all sort of Oasis and Sweet Caroline and everything, and the everyone in the place was joining in it was it was a brilliant party atmosphere so um all of the comments about there's no beer in Qatar and uh all of that it's it's so uh, far from the truth yeah and i'd heard obviously a lot of people saying about the the beer situation in Qatar um it's it's clearly been proved wrong and and i must admit as well the the media perception um from from some of our media outlets back here of i've slowly quietened down um, with regards to various issues that have been going on in Qatar, so it, it is good to hear that it's being organised well, and, and people are finding it a, um, a a place to enjoy. But what's what's the how are you dealing with the heat as well? Um, probably the hottest place has actually been on that container park, um, and each container has its own aircon unit. So sat inside, you're fine. Outside there, though, the only shade really is the containers, isn't it? You couldn't yeah. walk around the open area. And that, that was the only place I've actually felt really warm. Other than that, um, been walking around, it's been fine. Yeah, I mean, bearing in mind, we've been mainly in Dubai, and uh, it's, it's probably a little bit different to Qatar. But the only, bizarrely, the only place we found in Dubai that doesn't have air conditioning is the Dubai Mall car park. And <laughs> so don't lose your car in there because you end up like, sweating buckets trying to find yeah. it. <laughs> I'll tell one question for you, actually, Russell, back home. When we've been in the stadiums, it's a nice temperature. It's not too cold or anything. But looking around the pitch, the aircon seems to be blowing in the air rather than onto the pitch. Has, has there been anything about players getting too hot and stuff? Because it, I just wondered what it's like for them. No, I haven't, I haven't heard anything regarding the players. I have to be honest. But I mean, where I've watched on the telly or, or heard on the radio where they were saying about the the stadium, I think it was for the the Iran game where the air conditioning, you can see like the, um, the circles at the side of the pitch, pushing the, um, the air on. And then that was, I think there were obviously heat rises, but the cold was just sort of lingering around pitch side apparently, but I haven't, no, I haven't heard how the players are affected by it, to be honest. And going back to your point about the negativity with the media at the beginning, I mean, it's just, it's fair to say that we're football fans, you know, we're not politicians, mm. you know, we don't decide where they're going to hold a World Cup, you know, and um, you know, our decision not to spend 
too much time and money in Qatar wasn't a political one. It was a financial one and because we'd been there before. And, you know, although we're paying two or 300 quid for shuttle flights in and out of UAE, we're paying you know a fraction of the cost for accommodation, a fraction of the cost for food, a fraction of the cost for drink. And we've got so much more to do here than we've got there. But, you know, it, it, we, we don't decide where the World Cup is. And, yeah. you know, where if it was if we, wherever it was going to be, I'll, you know, we're going to go. Um, it's yeah. Just, I understand yeah. that. Well, I know we haven't got much time left. Let's just quickly look forward to to Senegal. How do you kind of see that going? That's a tricky one because I don't think we've ever played them. And Correct. We haven't necessarily got that good record against teams where we're playing for the first time. Uh, you know, I'm thinking back to like when we first played Saudi Arabia and stuff like that, where we ended up with a draw. Um, Cameroon was really tough, wasn't it, in yeah. that yeah, I mean, I think it, there's there's a danger, and I've I'm been guilty of this myself, of looking beyond the Senegal game and thinking, oh, we got France in the quarterfinals. We still got to get past Senegal, you know. And even without Sadio Mane, they've come out of a very tough group. I mean, Ecuador looked very good to me for what I saw them on the telly. I haven't seen them live, um, and the Dutch are no mug. So for them to come through out of that group was no mean feat, and it's going to be a tough game. Absolutely, yeah. I, I must admit that when it when the game was sort of announced. I did sort of cast my mind back to Cameroon in 1990, thinking how sort of people sort of thought that they would be a uh, sort of a walkover. And then the likes of Roger Miller came along and, and sort of showed us up. And um, uh, I mean, now in the age of the internet, people can see more of um, African teams and, and Senegal and how they can be. And then, of course, those players, are, some of those players are playing over here in the Premier League. So they are no mugs. No team that's got through to the last 16 are a bad team. I mean, uh, whoever's playing, whoever, anyone could be anyone. And with this World Cup shown that, isn't it? There's been there's been many shocks, you know. Who'd have thought that, you know, Germany, Belgium, Argentina, France have all lost a game by now, you know? I, know? I mean, if we just go back to France, like when we played Iceland, truth be known, I think we, we were all thinking, like, where are we going to stay in Paris after this game? <laughs> yeah. We, we come a major cropper. I mean... I remember afterwards we, we went to a hotel and we were just stood there. There was next to no conversation. We were just shell-shocked. This time, not being arrogant at all about it, you know, we know that this is a, a going to be a big challenge. Um, uh, heat, fitness, everything. Um, so, but I'm, I'm sure the lads will be preparing well um, on that. And um, just want to say, you know, our thoughts are with Ben White, whatever his challenge is, I hope, I hope it's all right for him. You know, because we've, yeah. we've seen that on the internet. Uh, don't know anymore. Don't want to know anymore. Just want to send him our best wishes. Yeah, yeah. Nice touch. Nice touch. Well, Glenn Howard, it's been uh, it's been great to speak to you. Um, hearing about what you've been up to. Is there anything coming up exciting that you're you planned? We've got a few football games. We hope, mate. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we, so well, we're hoping to go down to um, well, well, over to Oman. We want to go and see the Waddies and yeah. Stuff there's like there's an island with uh, turtles and stuff on it we want to try yeah. and do as well, don't we? And apparently you can swim in the sea with the sharks and it's really safe. The sharks are fine. But mm. I'm, I'm, How do you know that all the sharks have got that memo to say, don't go biting <laughs> a human? Do you know what I mean? Um, and then we're hoping to then go back to Abu Dhabi because we want to see Ferrari World, but also try and walk a bit of the circuit where the Grand Prix was the other week. Okay. That can be yeah. done, can it? We're We're hoping so. I mean... We did that, didn't we, in France, actually. We walked around Monaco yeah, did, yeah. Um, Grand Prix. So we're hoping to do the same in Abu Dhabi. 
Um, right. Any other stuff, mate? Uh, no, obviously about the horse racing and the rugby, uh, yeah. which we already mentioned. And yeah, then, that should be good. And then we're, there's a water park at the Atlantis we haven't done yet. Which we're oh, yes. Do, yeah. Highest, highest slide in the world. Yeah. Oh, oh it makes, my, makes my stomach go. Yeah, now, with all kids at heart, though, mate, you've got to have a bit of fun and play, haven't you? Yeah, too right. England away. Who'd, uh, who'd knock it? Yeah. Why do we do it? Why do we do it? <laughs> Guys, thank you very much for, for joining us. And I tell you what, we'll try and catch up again as the uh, the tournament hopefully continues for us. I say that with sort of touching wood. I've got my fingers crossed. And uh, we'll see if you make it through that uh, that swim with the sharks okay. Absolutely. <laughs> if we do, we'll speak to you again. If not, Lovely. it's been nice now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, guys. Cheers, thanks, thanks for joining us. We'll speak again. Yeah, no, Cheers, mate. Thanks to Glyn and Howard there. Enjoyed that. And as I know many England fans will agree, it's not just about the football. It's about all the other experiences that come with it. So it's always great to hear. I think basically we're all we're all cut from the same cloth, aren't we? Well, the majority of us. Uh, just to recap, I mentioned that they both contributed to the World Cup series that I've run across the year. Germany 2006, that one was with Howard. That's episode 226. And Glyn spoke about South Africa 2010. And that one was episode 228. Both really enjoyable listens. If you missed them, you can go back and, of course, listen again at threelinespodcast.com or your podcast provider of choice. So thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and it's given a different way of following England. I'll be back with you hopefully very soon, taking a look back over Senegal and whatever comes with it. I hope you can join me for it. So until then, take care, safe travels. Cheers. Cheers.